Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 53, The Griner-Wheelan Case and Trump's Prisoner Exchange. My goal with this podcast was not to focus on current news stories or current events necessarily. I wanted to focus more on informative information about the things that affect our daily lives. And lately, there has been so much in the news and on social media about politics and, (laughs) well, there's just been a lot of stuff going on. And I felt like I needed to cover some of that on this podcast. I am still doing research on other things, and hopefully if we ever get to the point where current events isn't all-encompassing of our time, I can get back to some of these other types of stories. But lately, one of the big news stories on the major media and social media as well has been the discussion of two American citizens who have been arrested, charged, tried, and detained in prison in Russia. And those two folks are a woman by the name of Brittany Griner and a man by the name of Paul Whelan. And I would like to give you some background and some information on both of them first and then have a discussion about the release of Brittany Griner, which happened earlier this week, or I guess this is being recorded on Sunday morning, so actually it was last week. And I'd like to point out the hypocrisy in the comments I'm hearing from so many people about the way that this release has been handled. So first of all, let's start with Brittany Griner. She was born on October the 18th, 1990, and she is an American professional basketball player for the Phoenix Mercury which is in the Women's National Basketball Association, WNBA League. She played college basketball for the Baylor Lady Bears in Waco, Texas, and apparently is very, very good at what she does. She was named the nation's number one high school women's basketball player by Rivals.com in 2009, and she was selected to the 2009 All-American basketball team. She was also selected as the first overall pick in the 2013 WNBA draft by the Phoenix Mercury, 
And she was on that team when they won the 2014 WNBA championship and became an eight-time all-star. She is six feet, nine inches tall, which is perfect for a basketball player. She apparently wears a men's size 17 shoe and has an arm span of 87.5 inches. So she's perfect for basketball. Greiner was instrumental in leading the U.S. national team to victory at the Rio Olympics in 2016. And in 2020, there was a little bit of controversy regarding Greiner when she protested the Star-Spangled Banner and stated that she would not be on the court while the national anthem was played during game openers. She was named to the national team for the 2020 Olympics, which was held in Tokyo, Japan in 2021, and she won her second gold medal there. She's also a two-time FIBA Women's World Cup winner with Team USA in 2014 and 2018. And in addition to all of that in her spare time, <laughs> which apparently she has a little, doesn't sound like she has much, but she apparently has some spare time. When the WNBA is off season, she apparently plays with the Russian Premier League. And so it was that uh, she happened to be in Russia. And it turned out to be a very unfortunate thing for her. On February 17th, 2022, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia uh, at uh, an international airport after the Federal Customs Service found that she was carrying a vaporizer cartridge or vaporizer cartridges containing less than a gram of hash oil. She makes her home in Phoenix, Arizona, and in Arizona, she had been prescribed medical cannabis for, apparently she uses it for pain. And that particular thing is illegal in Russia. So her arrest was on smuggling charges. And this arrest happened in close proximity to Russians in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And a lot of people feel like there might be a connection between the two, that they think that uh, Vladimir Putin was looking for something that he could use as leverage with the United States in future months. And she's a public figure. So why not? Um, so at any rate, um, by May of 2022, the U.S. State Department went on record as, as saying that they had determined that she was being wrongfully detained, 
which indicated that there would be a fairly aggressive approach toward securing uh, her release from Russia. And she went through several, I guess you could call them trials, court trials, for, for whatever they're worth in Russia, which I don't think they actually mean a thing. It seems to me that they call Putin and say, what do you want the outcome of this to be? And he tells them, and that's what they come up with. That may not be fair, but it sure seems that that's the way things work in Russia right now. So... <laughs> The fact that she is as tall as she is, she needs to have a little bit of room just to <laughs> survive. And apparently the way that they detain people in Russia is that they they have these like cages and the beds that they provide are nowhere near adequate for someone of her height. And I'm fairly tall myself. I'm certainly not 6'9", but I'm uh, about 6'2". And twin beds are, are and, and double beds are, are just too short for me. My feet kind of hang off the, the end of the bed and it's just not comfortable. So she definitely was... Um, not comfortable. And I guess that was probably the whole point. On uh, July 27th, 2022, President Biden approved a possible trade for Griner and Paul Whelan, who uh, was arrested in 2018 for espionage in Moscow and was sentenced to 16 years in prison. And this meant that the exchange would be made for a man, a Russian, who is an arms dealer, apparently a very, very, very bad guy. And... There were some issues with that, and it didn't end up happening, I guess, in the time frame that they had originally planned. So, uh, at any rate, um, the negotiations continued, and of course, they were very touchy because the United States is supporting Ukraine to the extent that we can legally, I guess, uh, again, in its fight to protect its country from uh, invasion by Russia, which is exactly what it was. Vladimir Putin wants to make Ukraine, or at least a big part of it, I think he wants the whole country, wants to pull it into, make it part of the Russian Empire. He wants to restore the Russian Empire to its former glory, which, 
Didn't, didn't that fail? It seems like it did. At any rate, um, on August 4th of 2022, the court found that Griner was guilty and sentenced her to nine years in prison. They also fined her a million rubles, which is the equivalent of $16,301 in the United States. On November the 17th, Griner's lawyers said that she was transferred to IK2, which is a female penal colony in the town of Yavas in the region of Mordovia. Prior to that, she was in an undisclosed location. And Griner's family enlisted the help of Bring Our Families Home to appeal for her release. And finally, on December the 8th, she was released by Russia in a one-for-one prisoner swap for arms dealer Victor Bout. And this Victor Bout guy, as I mentioned earlier, is a Russian arms dealer. He was a former Soviet military translator and a weapons manufacturer and he owned multiple companies which he used to smuggle arms from Eastern Europe to Africa and the Middle East during the 1990s and early 2000s. He has, he's just a really bad, bad person. He's a very mean person. And I think generally people feel like this wasn't a very good trade. So, uh, okay, <laughs> there's, there's no doubt that uh, Brittany Griner is an American citizen, and I feel like any American citizen that has been imprisoned in a foreign country, especially one that is not a friendly country, the United States needs to do everything it possibly can to get them back home. After all, that's part of being a citizen. You, you do have the resources of your country should be behind you. Okay? So, the complaint with this seems to be that Paul Whelan was not part of this deal. And it's my understanding the reason why Paul Whelan was not part of the deal is that Russia flat out said, we will discuss a prisoner swap for Brittany Griner only. That's it. Paul Whelan is not going to be part of this, period. And we want Victor Bout in exchange. So it was, the deal apparently from Russia was, if you want this, this is the t these are the terms, they're not negotiable, take it or leave it, period. And considering everything, I guess my attitude about that is getting one back is better than none. Of course, it would have been better to, give getting, to, 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 to get both people or, or everybody that's over there. I don't know if they've got any other Americans 
they may, that we, <laughs> we may not know that they have them. It's no telling. So let's, let's take a look at Paul Whelan. Uh, Paul Whelan was born on March 5th, 1970 in Canada. And he currently has citizenship in the United States, Britain, Ireland, and Canada. He is a former United States Marine. And he was arrested, arrested in Russia on December 28th, 2018 and accused of spying. And on June 15th, 2020, he did receive a 16-year prison sentence, okay? So his arrest was, uh, as I said, December 26, 2018. He was arrested in Moscow by the Russian Federal Security Service. And apparently, according to Whelan's twin brother, his name is David, Whelan arrived in Moscow on December 22nd, and he was there to attend the wedding of a former fellow Marine at the Hotel Metropole in Moscow. And he was going to assist the groom's family members on their first visit to Russia because he had been there before many times and apparently knew the area and could show them around. Plans initially were that Paul would return to Michigan on January 6, 2019. And according to a Russian news source, Whelan had $80,000 in cash on him, which was temporarily confiscated during a customs inspection at, uh, at an airport. And David said that his brother Paul entered Russia on his U.S. passport. And according to the Russian news agency Ros Rosbalt, it's R-O-S-B-A-L-T, I think it's Rosbalt, uh, Whelan was apprehended in his hotel room at the Metropole after he had concluded an outing uh, with a Russian citizen who handed him a USB drive, apparently, allegedly, that contained uh, a list of all of the employees at a classified security agency. So, <laughs> okay, I don't know, is this a Russian security agency or an American Security agency, it doesn't seem like it's clear. And the um, other attendees at this wedding pretty much stuck together for uh, the festivities. And they were apparently, according to this um, Latvian-based publication, they, the other wedding guests were kind of taken aback by the fact that he wanted to spend the day alone. Okay. That kind of sounds like propaganda to me, but maybe it's maybe it's true. The BBC reports that some family members of Wayland's said that he had previously bragged about knowing an agent of the FSB and that he was 
uh, or had access or knowledge of a apparently a fairly rare uh, document of personal details about his friend, including which intelligence training school he attended and a lot of other things that uh, most people might not know considering it was supposed to be somewhat of a casual relationship. So anyway, there seems to be some controversy regarding his arrest and why he was there, and I would expect that since we're dealing with Russia. The um, U.S. ambassador to Russia at the time was a guy by the name of John Huntsman Jr., and he met with Whalen on January 2nd, 2019, while Whalen was in Russian custody, and he told Whalen's family that Paul was in good health and good spirits, but that the family needed to supply all of his incidental needs aside from basic foodstuffs. And the Secretary, U.S. Secretary of State at the time, Mike Pompeo, said that they had made uh, clear to the Russians that their expectation is that we will learn more about the charges, come to understand what it is that he's been accused of, and if the detention is not appropriate, then we want to demand that he's, you know, we're going to demand his immediate return. So there seems to, there was, there was just an awful lot of controversy about it. On June 15th, 2020, Whelan was convicted and sentenced to 16 years in a, in a Russian prison for espionage by a court in Moscow. And his lawyers said that they believed Russia would seek a prisoner swap. Whelan said in court that uh, this case was just a sham to use him to influence the United States. And I don't disagree with that. I think that that's probably very true. Now, I, I maybe he was just over there for a friend's wedding and his meeting with this Russian agent or whatever was just... Uh, there was nothing to it. There was no spying going on. And that would not surprise me if that was actually the case because we're dealing with Russia here and everything that we get out of Russia, you definitely have to take with a grain of salt. Uh, Whalen was initially held at the correctional colony number 18, which was under the supervision of the Russian Federation's Federal Penitentiary Service, and as of December 2020, he was held in a high-security prison, IK-17, which was eight hours southeast of Moscow by automobile. And there's been a big campaign to get him released. And family members said that Whelan had been told that he had been arrested so that he could be exchanged for a Russian prisoner in the United States. And they men mentioned a guy by the name of Konstantin Yaroshenko, who was released in return for American Trevor Reed. And they also mentioned Victor Bout or Roman Selez Selesnev, 
I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing those names correctly. I'm not really up on my Russian right now. On July 27th, 2022, it was announced that uh, President Joe Biden had authorized a trade for Whelan and WNBA player Brittany Griner in exchange for convicted arms dealer Victor Bout, who has been named or nicknamed the Merchant of Death. He really is a bad, bad, bad guy. The Russians also wanted uh, Vadim, uh, again, Vadim Krasikov, K-R-A-S-I-K-O-V, who is a spy serving a life sentence for murder in Germany. They wanted him thrown in as part of the deal, so they wanted basically a two-for-two deal. And after the negotiations, only Griner was exchanged for Bout on December the 8th. And the Kremlin had refused to release Whelan and posed an ultimatum to the Biden administration of freeing Griner or no one. So that was the deal. You can have Griner and we'll exchange her for Victor Bout, but that's it. And if you don't take the deal, then nobody comes home. And Waylon's brother, David, approved of the decision to make the deal that was possible rather than waiting for one that wasn't going to happen. So, <laughs> at any rate, as it turns out, Brittany Griner was released and Paul Waylon is still in Russia and apparently in prison. Now, I think everybody here probably is disappointed that we couldn't get Waylon back as well. I don't think that there's anybody that has said, oh, just let him stay in Russia. But a lot of people on the right are really making a big deal out of this. They, they've pointed out that Waylon was arrested before Griner and has been over there for several years or a couple of years now. And they're making it out like Griner was just a athlete and Waylon was a former Marine. But there's more to that story with the former Marine stuff than uh, than they want to discuss, apparently, because none of them are bringing it up. Waylon uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps Reserve in 1994. He took military leave from Kelly Services to serve with the Marine Corps Reserve from 2003 to 2008, which included some service time in Iraq. And he held the rank of Staff Sergeant with Marine Air Control Group 36, working as an admin clerk and admin chief. And he was part of Operation Iraqi Freedom. He was court-martialed and convicted in January 2008 of multiple counts related to larceny. He was sentenced to 60 days restriction, reduction to pay grade E4, and received a bad conduct discharge. 
Specifically, the charges levied against him were attempted larceny, three specifications of dereliction of duty, making a false official statement, wrongfully using another's social security number, and 10 specifications of making and uttering checks without having sufficient funds in his account for payment. At the time of his arrest in Russia, Whalen was the Director of Global Security and Investigations for Borg Warner, which is a big worldwide automotive parts manufacturer based in Michigan. And his work with Kelly Services and with Borg Warner apparently have provided Whelan with contacts in the U.S. intelligence community, including federal agents and, and some foreign and at foreign embassies. He's traveled to Russia a few times over the years, and according to a deposition from 2013, he stated that he holds a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and an MBA degree, and he took courses at Northern Michigan University from the fall of 1988 to the fall of 1990 without earning a degree. So, he kind of has a little bit of a sketchy history. And you know they they talk about his being a marine a former marine they don't mention the fact that he was court-martialed and was <laughs> discharged with a bad conduct discharge that's not an admirable thing and there were multiple charges levied against him. Now that said, he is still an American citizen and apparently holds citizenship in a couple of other countries as well. But I, I kind of feel like it's just my personal feelings here are that I think there's some racism because Brittany Griner is a black woman and she is married to another woman so uh, is uh, I guess is a lesbian and I think that that kind of is a I think that those are two marks against her if Brittany Griner were Brad Griner, and he was a white dude with a f wife, a female wife at home, would the reaction have been as strong? I'm, I'm suspecting not. But, of course, we will never know because that wasn't the situation. But I, I do feel like part of this involves racism. And... It's just the whole way that they've dealt with the, with the situation. Well, you know, what about Paul Whelan? He's been over there even longer, you know? And they are blaming President Biden for not doing his job in getting Paul Whelan home. So 
where this all really falls apart for me is the fact that Paul Whelan was arrested in Russia on December 28, 2018. Who was the president of the United States of America on December 28, 2018? It was not Joe Biden. It was Donald J. Trump. So all through 2019, the entire year of 2019, and the entire year of 2020, Donald J. Trump remained the president. Although, in my opinion, he was still very much an illegitimate president, but he was the president. And what actions did Donald J. Trump as president take to get this American citizen, Paul Whelan, former Marine, released and brought back home? Well, let me see here. Let me look up all of the details of what he did. Oh, he did Nothing. Zip. Not one thing. Nothing. So this is where the hypocrisy kicks in, folks. And the racism. And all of the things that seem to be a... (laughs) part of the Republican Party, Trump cult... They call themselves conservatives, but there's actually nothing conservative about any of them. (laughs) This is where all of this stuff kicks in. Because if you're going to complain about Biden, why why are you omitting Donald Trump? Joe Biden's been in office for two years. Donald Trump was in office for two years. Joe Biden has attempted to make a deal to get Paul Whelan out. Apparently, Donald Trump did absolutely nothing. Were you guys complaining about that? And by guys, I'm I'm including the women, specifically the women uh, in the news media that are currently complaining about this situation. Laura Ingram, for one. (laughs) Come on. Did you all complain about Trump not doing anything to get this Paul Whelan released? No, you didn't. Why? Why did you just ignore it? Why did why have you and why have you given Trump a pass on this? I never have heard them say, well, you know, Donald Trump didn't do anything at all. At least Biden tried. But ultimately, the Russians said it's either Brittany Griner or nobody, period. And it's not open for any further discussion. If you want her back, we want this Victor Bout guy. That's the deal. And Biden took it. So I think if you're going to do an investigation as to why this happened, maybe you need to include Donald Trump in this and find out why he didn't do anything. Because he didn't. So to add some perspective to this, MSNBC had a discussion with Paul Whelan's 
twin brother, David, regarding this exchange with Brittany Griner. And Paul Whelan's brother told MSNBC that Trump was not interested in his brother's detainment in Russia. Did you hear that? Trump was not interested in Paul Whelan's detainment in Russia. David Whelan also told MSNBC that President Biden is more engaged in wrongful detentions. So there you have it. The brother of Paul Whelan said that Donald Trump, as president, was not interested in working towards securing a release for his twin brother. He said, this is David Whelan, said, quote, I think the Trump administration was not prepared to or not interested in working on wrongful detention cases. The Biden administration is much more engaged in wrongful detentions, end quote. That is a comment that he made uh, on a, uh, when he appeared on MSNBC reports, um, not this past Saturday, but a week prior, I believe. Would have been, uh, no, it would have been yesterday. Would have been yesterday because Brittany Griner was just released last week. <laughs> the stuff is happening so fast, it's hard to keep all of the dates current. So there you have it. Uh, when it comes to Paul Whelan, the, the person that everyone on the right is so concerned about, they are completely ignoring the fact that their favorite president, Donald Trump, was in office for two full years after Paul Whelan was arrested in Russia and he did nothing to try to secure his release. So, there you go. And that fact made me go back and take a look at some of the negotiations that Donald Trump was involved in while he was president. And it <laughs> seems that uh, he was involved in, in, in one in particular that does kind of stand out to me. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's not anything that they're going to want to talk about because uh, it's uh, going to make Trump look really, 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 really bad. So... And, and and Donald Trump hasn't resisted the desire to put his two cents in on this deal because he has a convenient memory as well. Seems to me that a lot of folks on the right, a lot of Republicans, do tend to have convenient memories. They say they don't remember certain things that they really probably should remember. But, uh, yeah, uh, Trump on his uh, Truth Social Network 
said, uh, posted, quote, what kind of a deal is it to swap Brittany Griner, a basketball player who openly hates our country, for the man known as the Merchant of Death, who is one of the biggest arms dealers anywhere in the world and responsible for tens of thousands of deaths and horrific injuries. Why wasn't former Marine Paul Whelan included in this totally one-sided transaction? He would have been let out for the asking. What a stupid and unpatriotic embarrassment for the USA. End quote. Uh... Stupid and unpatriotic embarrassment would be the fact that as President Donald Trump for two years, you did nothing. Nothing. Zero. Is Trump really that ignorant? Does Or does he just think his supporters are that ignorant? Does he really think that people aren't going to put two and two together? How about the people at Fox News? All the talking heads with the shows, you know, Tucker Carlson makes $40 million a year to sit there and spew out this garbage. And most of it's wrong or it's half of the story or it's, you know, not told in perspective or it's taken out of context or he asks stupid questions. It's unreal. Unreal. So let's take a look at uh, one of the deals that Trump was involved in 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 releasing prisoners. How about back in 2020, while Donald Trump was president, how about the time that he negotiated a deal in which 5,000 Taliban fighters were freed in exchange for up to a 1,000 Afghan government captives. This was part of a peace deal between the United States and the Islamist, Islamist militants. And <laughs> it's just, it's really amazing. It, it, it's truly, truly amazing. So these same folks who are just losing it right now because of the um, fact that President Biden was able to get a, an American citizen returned to the country in exchange for a Russian arms dealer, and they're just that that to to them that is just such an affront it's just it's just such an awful deal but none of them made a comment when trump released over 5000 taliban prisoners completely ignored it so there you go and uh, in uh, what was it late in 2018, Trump released uh, Abdul Ghani Baradar, which is one of the top leaders of the Taliban. And then you know these this deal was also you know with the other five thousand other Taliban fighters, and 
What did Trump get in exchange for that? I mean, what was the exchange? 5,000 Taliban fighters and one of the top leaders of the Taliban being released. That should warrant a lot of people also being returned to the United States, right? Uh, Let's see. Oh, no. Nobody. No exchange. He didn't get anything for it. The guy who wrote the book, well, paid somebody to write the book for him, The Art of the Deal, (laughs) that isn't a very good deal when you get nothing in exchange. Nothing. It's not a good deal, typically. In this case, over 5,000 people were released, and Trump didn't get a single person, not one. Not a single one. And a year after these Taliban guys were freed, the U.S. troops left Afghanistan ahead of the takeover of the country by the jihadist group. This whole thing was negotiated by the Trump administration, by Donald Trump. During the evacuation, now now, granted, um, you know, um, Joe Biden was president at this point, but this deal was Trump's. A convenient little fact that the folks on the right don't tell you. But during the evacuation, there was a suicide bombing at the Kabul airport. This happened on August 26, 2021, and it killed over 180 people, and that included 13 U.S. service members. And the right-wingers just went nuts over that. They just completely lost it. But did they tell folks that this was a deal that Trump negotiated earlier and that Biden was just sticking to the deal? No, they didn't. They did not. That is why people really need to start checking this stuff on them on their own. Because when you watch Fox, when you watch Newsmax, you are not getting the truth, America. You're not getting the truth at all. And in response to the Biden uh, deal that negotiated the release of Brittany Griner, he said... uh, Uh, Quote, sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Britney's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. We will never give up. End quote. So Biden is still working on it. He's still trying to get Paul Whelan released, which is something that Donald J. Trump never did. So remember that next time you turn on your TV, if, you, <laughs> if you're brave enough to watch Fox News or Newsmax or listen to any of their podcasts or radio programs, when they start complaining about this thing, just remember, Donald Trump had two years to do something to help bring Paul Whelan back to the United States, and he did absolutely nothing. And the one really big deal that he made... He got no one in return 
No one. But he released 5,000 Taliban fighters and one of the top leaders in the Taliban and got nothing in return for it. And then when Biden completed the deal because we needed to get out of Afghanistan and it was determined that no matter what you did, it was going to be a mess, he went ahead and went with Trump's deal, followed through on Trump's plans, and what did they do on the right? They complained about Biden and blamed it all on him, conveniently ignoring the fact Trump was the one that negotiated the deal. We need truth in the media. And when Fox tells you that they're fair and balanced, it's a lie. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy. And I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.